Kingdom Influencing Podcast, Kip Nation. What's going on, guys? Appreciate you all listening and tuning in again. Uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, round of podcasts, and I hope you've been uh, taking them in. Uh, last week, we enjoyed having my wife in the studio. She was with us, and of course, we did an episode of Simply Us. So if you love Simply Us, you can go back and hear that. But at any rate, uh, today I want to spend some time just preparing you for the winter season. Uh, winter season is coming in most other parts of the world where it is extremely cold. And um, people are pulling out their wool and pulling out their parkers and pulling out their uh, uh, gloves and mittens and hats and scarves and boots and all of these kinds of things in preparation for the winter. So we prepare ourselves externally. Uh, we're making sure our houses are winterized and uh, we're getting ready to uh, bed in and, and lock down when necessary. Uh, sometimes the storms will uh, put us all in a precarious predicament, but if it's not a bad winter and it's a light winter, we'll enjoy that too. But regardless, those of us who are Northeasterners, and I, I live in the Mid-Atlantic now, right now, but I grew up in the Northeast. I'm in the DMV. But I understand that uh, uh, when uh, certain types of weather come, that we have to be prepared and we have to be ready. But not only do we have to be prepared and have to be ready uh, externally and naturally, but we have to be prepared and, and we have to get ready internally and spiritually. And uh, there's a lot of to-do made around the winter season, really because of two big holidays and of course the turn of the year but uh, particularly Thanksgiving and and Christmas and um, for a lot of us we're, we're gearing up for those holidays we just enjoy family and friends and festivities and whatever kind of uh, a legacy uh, life things that you do in your respective families every families has their own culture of what they do to celebrate holiday seasons, whether they go and visit the sick or whether they get their families together, whether they go and caroling and some people don't carol, but they go into homeless shelters and feed homeless people or whatever they, you may do during this holiday season, there's still a segment of people that we need to get with. And it kind of hit me this morning. God allowed me to peep into his heart and to feel the pulse of his heart for the community of God and the community of people as a whole, whether you're believers or non-believers, uh, there are a lot of things that are cross-generational, cross-ethnic. Uh, does not matter uh, what color you are or, or where you live. It, it's it's, it's cross-economic boundaries. There are certain things in life that we just all experience because we're part of the human race. A matter of fact, if you don't know it yet, we are more alike than we are different. And that's why we have to learn to embrace diversity and in embracing diversity, being able to understand that, that there are good and bad in all ethnic groups. And we just have to take people as they come and determine whether they fell on the good side or on the bad side and um, whether we're able to make a uh, impact in their life. We want to influence the life of people, but God just spoke to me this morning. I, I really had to get up early because our uh, garbage people come around uh, 7.45, in the, well, actually 6.45 in the morning, 
and uh, that trash needs to be out there or it will be there till next week. And so I got up and it was different because it's been warm and uh, today was cold and had to bundle up and get my my Dallas Cowboy hat on and you know my winter uh, coats and long john shirts and that type thing and and usually I just go outside and a pair of shorts and flip-flops and just uh, take trash out and, and go back upstairs but the seasons are changing and whenever seasons are changing not only do we change externally but we we change mentally emotionally uh, physically there are a lot of changes that that happen in our lives and so when I came back in the house this morning I asked my wife to uh, make me a cup of warm tea and I, I threw some sea moss in there and just in preparation for the winter not that I have a cold but I want to make sure that all of my uh, uh, that the systems in my body that need to fight off viruses or bacteria or flu are at optimum level so you start pre preparing to prepare before the winter comes that's just a little something that you know that's free you, you take that but you don't wait till the winter comes before you start taking some of the uh, uh, preventive medicines or preventive uh, uh, things that will help you to be better physically as you uh, prepare for winter season. But at any rate, as God began to speak to me, um, he just told me that uh, there's some things that I need to remember and I need to remind people who are leaders. And I do a lot of work with leaders. You all know that. I do a lot of conversation with leaders. And this is one of those conversations that we need to have just just as a matter of fact. Some of you already do it. Some of you are already very sensitive to what's going on in your congregation or in your mission group or in your marketplace ministry employees or in your C-suite executive staff. Some of you are just those kinds of people. And others of us. We become so mission driven and so outcome driven and, you know, just trying to, to, to get to the bottom line that sometimes we miss the necessity of not missing people who are going through during the winter season. So I'm just going to read a little something that I wrote this morning. I'm just going to I think I'm just going to read it all the way through and just kind of come back and share a little bit. But almost 30 years ago, Dr. Millicent Thompson Hunter wrote a book called Don't Die in the Winter. She talked about the divine death of nature that comes annually in seasonal regions around the world, the divine death of nature being winter. In winter months, what seems to be death to most people is the burgeoning seed of life and harvest for others. It just depends on the lens that you look out of. Uh, some people realize that there will be no spring unless there's winter. There'll be no clean air unless there's winter. Winter kills diseases and airborne viruses that are in the air. So we need winter and we need to learn how to embrace winter, even though sometimes in the winter we don't get a lot of sunshine and sometimes it, it seems dreary. Uh, sometimes it's just cold. You didn't even get snow, so it's not even white. It's just cold. And, and that cold tends to cause people to withdraw. But we need to be very prayerful in this season that we don't allow, on our watch, that we don't allow people to die in the winter. Solomon exhorts when he writes to us about there being a time and a purpose for every season in the earth. In this season, don't let your families, your friends, your employees, 
the people that you work with, the people that you serve with, the people that you live with, uh, or the people that you worship with die in the cocooning nature of the season, the cocooning. We separate, we go our own separate ways, and, and we tend not to be as communicative as we ought to be. We tend not to touch each other like we ought to. And when I see, you know what kind of touch I'm not talking yeah. Don't let them die in the winter. Teach them that the suffocating death of winter will yield to the beautiful blossoms of spring. Remind them that God allows seasons in our lives of death and dying to self in order to produce greater seasons of harvest, growth, and dynamic opportunities. You, you see, uh, the natural world and the spiritual world coincide with each other. And just as winter comes to, to kill the old and to usher in the new, so must we as believers die to self and die to our own desires so that greater seasons of harvest, growth, and dynamic opportunities can come. I talk about this in light of David and Ziglag. I always use this as one of the examples that David was uh, accustomed and familiar with Ziglag and when Ziglag was burned down uh, by the Amalekites, it was a blessing. Yes, it caused consternation amongst David and his men. It caused them to cry. It caused them to weep and lament and mourn. But when David came to his senses and he called the priest to bring his linen ephod, he consulted of the Lord and said, Shall we recover all? And God allowed him to recover all. But the significance of that story is not just the recovery. But it's what David did with everything he recovered. He went and blessed everyone who had housed, who had taken care of, who had provided service, who had provided some kind of care uh, for his uh, military entourage. He blessed everybody. And it caught the eyes and ears of those in Hebron. And when he and his men showed up in Hebron, they, the council of elders came together and said, this man should be our king. So you, you have to know that you, you can't live in Ziglag when God has Hebron waiting for you. The majesty of Hebron was waiting for David, uh, but he had to leave the ashes of Ziglag in order to manifest in that area. So sometimes we have to allow, listen, scripture says, let old things pass away and let, behold, all things become new. If any man be in Christ. So allow these seasons to come into your life. So that you can uh, be blessed in various ways in this winter season. So let me say it again. Do not die in the winter. Remind them that we shall live and not die. And enjoy the fruits of our labor while we declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We shall live and not die. Remind them that our labor is not in vain. Remind them. That God has heard our prayers and that he has not forgotten us. Remind them that our hope is built on the steady and perpetual foundations of Jesus, the Christ, and the promises of God. Finally, in this season, in this winter season, where many of us are preparing for the holidays, others are lamenting and mourning because of loneliness, divorce, or the loss of loved ones, who once graced these holiday seasons in the spirit of those times. Be sensitive to those who mourn and annually carry the weight of winter, the weight of winter, the weight of rejection, the weight of loss, the weight of separation, the weight of death, uh, the, the weight of, of, of weight when you have a weight on you for whatever reason.
season, the weight of depression. We, we have to be sensitive to the needs of other people and not just run in our joy circle. Maybe we need to invite someone to the table who's not going to have a table. There are lots of lonely people during the holiday seasons that maybe we can make a difference in their life by just inviting them to share a day with our family, to get with our family customer, our family uh, 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 culture. Just remember that this is not about us. If we're going to be members of KIPP Nation, we have to influence the nations. And influencing the nations, we influence the nations one person at a time. So gently show them the garment of praise. Teach them with words of grace how to exchange the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. Many suffer from depression in the season and are suicidal. Rebuke the adversary and call the priest and the intercessors and the prayer warriors of your churches and of your businesses and of your uh, uh, LLCs and whatever else you're doing, your C-suite execs and those of you who have marketplace ministries. Call on the people who know how to pray and to weep between the porch and the altar and to intercede for people, stand in the gap for people who need our assistance during this holiday season. Lastly, remind and exhort the body that in our seasons of prayer that we will find the most comfort. It is in these seasons of prayer that we'll find the most comfort, the most compassion, the most fortitude to endure the hardness of winter as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Remind them that in our weakness, that our Christ is made strong. If you don't have a congregation or, or ministry or employees or whatever, then take it these words, use these words for yourself. It's like preventive medicine and hot tea to soothe your heart and give you peace during this winter season. I love you all dearly. Hey, I hope that's bless you. I hope you'll be able to use that. I hope you'll be able to help some people during these holiday seasons. I hope we will not be selfish, but selfless. So I say to you, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Please don't forget to share this podcast with your colleagues and your respective networks. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to make sure that you pick up a copy of my latest book release, uh, Press Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. It will bless your heart. Give it as a Christmas gift this Christmas. I appreciate all of you who have patronized and gone on to Amazon and written reviews and uh, checked uh, that you've liked the book and, and left your your stars and whether you did that on Amazon or whether you did it on Barnes and Nobles or one of the other book platforms. There are several book platforms that you can pick up, press into the power uh, by yours truly, Derek L. Calhoun. We'll have a great, great end of uh, uh, the month. This is the month of October. Um, this is a month where we have to acknowledge those who have had breast cancer and who have conquered breast cancer. We pray for their continued success. We pray for their continued support systems. We pray for all of the events that are happening around the world to support victims of breast cancer, to support victors of breast cancer, and support those who are related to those who've gone through this uh, disease. And so we praise God for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. And if we have that victory, then remember to show some love, uh, to sponsor someone, to do something that will affect change as we fight to eradicate breast cancer and we fight for proper uh, health 
so that people get the early detection because early detection saves lives. We love you. We appreciate you. Again, Kip Nation, thanks so much. Have a great, great, great day and a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless.